Ladies and gentlemen, all rise. Court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is the man who celebrates the holidays the same way Batman does, which is strapping a pack of dynamite to a carny and chucking him down a sewer hole. Mr. Drew Celestino. Ah... Uh. The memories I had in my youth, beating up the Red Triangle Gang. Ah, uh, the Red Triangle Gang. Remember them? How were they not like the Joker's cronies? You know, it's uh, at uh, uh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. That's all I have to say. Because about that. Tim Burton. Because Tim Burton. They were very Burton-esque characters. Oh, very much so. Just they were cronies to the wrong villain. Yeah. The. I, when I think of a circus, I don't think of the penguin. No. But here we are. No, the penguin just wasn't done right at all in that film. No. And the funny thing is, I remember the uh, HBO special. Remember, remember HBO studios like making ofs? Yeah, they yeah. still do them. Um, they had an interview with like Danny DeVito, and he's just like, you know, in the comic books, he's this guy, and he lives uptown, and he wears a tuxedo, and like, we didn't want to do that. He like, mm. so, he sounded all ashamed. Like, we're not doing that. Yeah. Like, uh, well, that, well. Maybe we wanted that. <laughs> That's, we we wanted the the aristocrat who doesn't fit in, but yeah, yeah. Well, uh, no, you're gonna get uh, a a a fish monster. Yeah, it was weird because the animated series kind of gave us a hybrid of the two. When it, yeah, when, when it first started, I remember. Yeah, then they kind of redesigned a more classic style, which I preferred. Timber. The Timburn, folks. <laughs> All right, here we are back again, sir. Opening statements. How has your week been? Um, uneventful, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, considering so, coming off a big trip and busy week last week. Yeah, uh, mostly just uh, enjoying some Doom time on the Switch. Um, we had uh, our game night. What did we play? Photosynthesis. Photosynthesis. That's right. Um. And uh, Saturday was pretty low-key, band practice day, um, and my post activities were kind of canceled, so it was just like, well, I'll just play more Doom. More Doom! Not a problem for me, really. Um, I stumbled into watching Interview with the Vampire. It was on at night, and I was like, I haven't seen this in a long time. Okay. Eh. I think I watched it like in the past five years or so. I still like it. So It's okay. I don't like what it led to kind of what the trend in vampires it started what did it start but exactly? i, don't, would but you I say? don't blame it for that what would you say it started kind of like you know the whole twilight vampire oh, I style didn't put, i didn't put that together yeah well it's a it, interview Brad the Pitt doesn't sparkle sir interview the vampire <laughs> was kind of the the pebble that started the avalanche towards a more a less monster style vampire and more emo mm you know, miserable. I, I guess so. Yeah, Brad, I mean, that's Brad Pitt's character's kind of mopey vampire. Yeah. But. Mopire. Yeah. Um, ultimately, uh, I didn't get to, I didn't get to the part with like Antonio Banderas and all that stuff. I, was so I turned it off somewhere before it was, it was late. I had to go to bed, but, uh, my thoughts immediately were Tom Cruise is really bad in this. He's great now. What are you talking about? Oh, he's terrible. <laughs> Tom Cruise has been good in exactly like three movies, and I can probably Cruise name them. Tom is good in almost every movie. No. Anyway, Brad Pitt, serviceable, but his character lacks any sort of like real 
motivation. I was kind of watching it. It's just like that's the whole point. He lives forever. He has no more motivation. Not even that. Like he's basically a mopey. He's a mope fest from like the minute he turns. Like why'd you want to turn then? Well, he was a mope fest before. Yeah, I, I just the we he was kind of weak for your lead, I guess. It's like what's this guy's deal? I don't get it. Uh, Kirsten Dunst though was fantastic. Oh yeah, which in her like was like, her first role. Yep, she was going places. Anyway, um, yeah, that was kind of weird. I turned it off, but it, you know, it was it was it was a phenomenon, and I remembered it. I was like, oh yeah, this this movie, interesting. Don't watch Queen of the Damned. I did watch Queen of the Damned. Um, not a great movie, but a fantastic soundtrack. So take yeah, what you can true. get. Um, didn't uh, didn't Trent Reznor do, no. do the singing for Stuart Townsend in that film? I remember it was Ooh. like someone, Jonathan Davis. Okay. Um, and he also yeah, he wrote right, and he wrote right. all the songs, but he was not allowed to perform the songs vocally on the soundtrack you could purchase, unfortunately. So we got guests from all different bands, and they weren't nearly as good as the versions he did in the movie. Even uh, though they were Warner still Brothers. good. Yeah. Well, you know, such as. Um anyway, Sunday was um watch the Bills in the Snow Game. Oh, uh, that was day. Great. It was kind of fun. I loved it. I love snow games. Snow game, I, snow games I watched are fun. it with my friend Jim. I'm like, I don't even care if we lose. This is just fun to watch. Oh, I cared if they lost. And uh I, I I well, you know, it would be very let's put it this way. When when Indianapolis mounted their comeback, all I could think was it'd be very billsy if they lost this game. It's a perfect yep. storm of bills. No pun intended. <laughs> No pun intended there. As soon as they punted, as soon as McDermott punted in overtime, I, I thought they should have fired him before he got to the locker room. Nah. Your season's on the line. I'm going to punt. You gave up. You gave up the ball with the season on the line. You're good boy, coach. Way, way, to, way to stick it out there. Anyway, um, that was really it. And, uh, oh, you know, so yesterday being Monday, you know, we did the three-hour raw. We did it in, like, 45 minutes, which is really the best way to do it. Didn't miss anything at all. It's pretty ho-hum. Um, Broken Matt Hardy's back, though, which is fun. So, that's good, at least. Okay. Uh, but, we have decided that we are going back in time. Back in time. Um, I saw Chris Jericho attack Kenny Omega. That happened. We'll get to that in a minute. So, we're doing Retro Raw. Okay. Retro Raw. Like back in the day when it was in like a hotel convention ballroom? A little bit after that, but close. Okay. Uh, we're starting place. in 97, not nine, not the not the early 90s when the product was absolute garbage. 90, I'm sorry, 96. We started in 1996. In 1996, this is when you really, things were starting to take form. They were getting their proverbial, well, no, this was before they were getting their butts handed to them by WCW, but WCW was becoming a thing. They had just got uh, Hogan and Savage, and they were on TNT, and things were starting to build, right? Or they were TBS. pay-per-views with two rings in them. Uh, that was the Twice end. the rings. That was NWA. That was War Games, man. That's a classic. Um, so we started watching Retro Raw. So at WWF at the time still had Kevin Nash's Diesel, still had Razor Ramon, a.k.a. Scott Hall. Bret Hart was the champ. Sean was doing Sean stuff. Sean's a notorious jerk and it shows and it's great in a in a terrible way sonny's still there taker's still there yokozuna uh yokoza is still there it's so but but it's like tatanka you, you, you get to kind of see doink is gone by this point um 
but it's just it was it's really cool. So we watched like three episodes so far of 1996 Raw, and just watching the it's just it hasn't officially kicked off the era that we really love yet. But it's like the seeds are there, and you're just kind of following. And you're just you can see it. You can see it kind of taking shape. And we're just waiting for it to explode. And it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It was it was a lot of fun actually to watch this stuff. So yeah, uh, Chris Jericho attacked Kenny Omega in Japan to sell the match on January fourth at Wrestle Kingdom. Is, that, is stuff like that common for an NJPW? No, this is. Because you said they kind of handle their product very differently. They as do. As far as like the pre-post match material. Yeah, challenges are issued, press conferences are had, but like beatdowns like this are kind of uncommon. Kind of uncommon. Okay. Uh, especially considering that Chris Jericho, I I mean, I know the match is like next month. It's, it's weeks away, literally. Yeah. And he's all, all he's done is deliver a video package promo at the last big event. I didn't expect him to show up. He showed up and he put the beat down on Kenny, uh, bloodied him up, and um, the next day, today, overnight, yeah, yeah uh, Chris Jericho was giving a press conference at a in a hotel lobby, you know, not a lobby but a ballroom or whatever yeah, with yeah. a table, and they got the you know he's yep. sitting down, and he's they giving their stuff, yeah, looks like a proper press conference because they they still do that unlike WWE over here, it's just all whatever so he's given his he's given a press conference and who should appear and proceed to beat the bejesus out of him santa claus kenny omega (laughs) they both have silver hair though so you know so we're we're going we're full tilt uh pushing towards wrestle kingdom are you expecting this match to be good yes absolutely jericho might be 46 but i think he can still pull out a match and kenny can probably carry him to a very 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 good match Okay. And they're really doubling down on the the grudge match aspect of it. So they might not get super technical, but then again, they might. But they it might just be a, a blood match for all the we brutality know. Brutality was still there. It it could be. Yeah. Which you know, brutality in NJPW is not common either. So they're really they're really going guns blazing here, yeah. which is kind of exciting. This is big for their expansion. Like they're they've got a lot of eyes on the product right now that they've that otherwise they would never would have gotten from this for this match when when i put out the the episode description for our episode last week yes and i'd written that like john cena leads us to a deep theological theoretical discussion whatnot philosophical well much like god the john cena we can't see it (laughs) (laughs) um my friend jim texted me he's like when you guys talking about john cena on your show for I was like, well, it's kind of it was a rumor. When here is like, oh, okay. I thought you guys were like talking that wrestling was real and WWE was good. I was like, no, you clearly don't listen to the show. Yeah, which so, he, he doesn't. It's not his cup of tea, and that's fine. Okay, well, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, Drew hates WWE. He only watches NJPW and Lucha Underground. Yeah, I like um, those. And I said that watching NJPW after watching nothing but WWE is like watching Tony Jaw for the first time after all you've ever watched is Steven Seagal. <laughs> oh God. Wow. Yeah. But he does a keto and he, and he, yeah, no. have you ever seen Tony Jaw film? Um, I've seen Tony Jaw do stuff. I don't know if I've seen like movies, but I've seen him. I'm, I'm convinced that they're, they're not stunt doubles. He work with, he works with they're just homeless men that they con into being in the film with a sandwich and he just kills them wow because you see something you're like there's there's no how 
How? No, I. Because it's all like legit, real stuff. They're not CGing anything, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good. I like that. That was, that was my that was my description. Cool. Well, that's that's what's up, man. I'm kind of getting hyped for that. Other than that, uh, same old, same old. I'm in a cool. holding pattern. Oh, and I snowblowed for the first time today. As did I. Yeah, I'm questioning my decisions to live here, but that's okay. That's unfortunate. Yeah, such is. Cost of living is good, but I got a snowblow. It's better than shoveling. Red pill, blue pill. I don't know. It is better than shoveling. Oh, God. Yeah. I can't shovel, sir. No. My no lower back more. goes out quickly. Yeah. Anyway. How's your week? Uh, my week was uh, was pretty good. Had a uh, had a lot of like you know post birthday party gift cards and whatnot to go through, which was convenient because this week the new wave of X wing ships came out. Ah, and Christmas oh, is coming early. Oh, for was it convenient? Because there was five ships in this wave. Typically, there's three, maybe four. They're giving you a lot. Uh, this one was five. It's a lot of content. Yeah. So two imperial ships. Uh, two rebel ships and a, a scum ship, and oh boy, are they! I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Um, so that was that was Thursday, uh, Friday night. Like you said, we had game night. I brought over photosynthesis, and most everybody seemed to enjoy it. I'd say so. You didn't seem to. I got the game, but you were. All... I got it. You were also kind of half-assing it well you're you're talking beer stuff i i had I which was, i'm not gonna begrudge you talking beer stuff you I'm might get ready for your next brew you know multitasking indicates you're doing two things well and and like you would come back to the game and we'd have to explain a rule we've already explained three times and you get mad well this this is a game that is instantly in my conversation for game of the year because it's it works on multiple levels. It's a great starter game. Like we've talked in the past about games that kind of kind of hook yeah, people who don't enough. play like designer board games. But it's it's easy to learn. But the strategy involved in it, uh, just the, the levels you have to think to have a, have like a good good game. It's I think if you give it because like Jen loved it, Tim and Lauren loved it. I love it. Um, I know Alan's a big fan of it, so I think, I think you, you got to give this one like give it your full attention for a couple. Yeah, play, I mean, it was it was really fine. Enjoy. I just you know, it's be- the components are beautiful. Um, so yeah, but that was fun. It was a good. Uh, good game night. And I I was all excited because next day it was going to be my uh, my first regional X Wing tournament, which are big tournaments. And while we were sitting there Friday night, I jump on the. The website for the game store in Rochester that was going to be held to register, and I see this event is sold out. Like, crap! So did you spectate? I didn't go. Oh, you straight I, up. I posted in the uh, the X Wing forum like, "Well, I learned this lesson: pre-register for regionals." Yes, and people are like, "You should still come." You know, people don't show up. The the guys always hold, you know, spots and whatnot, and. I was thinking about it, and I told Julie about it when I got home. She wasn't too crazy about me going to Rochester on a maybe. <laughs> so, and I could see that we only have one car, so yeah, one car, and you to, you know to drive an hour and a half there and hour and a half back if I didn't make it is kind of eh. yeah. 
not probably not the best idea for not a guaranteed thing. So uh, Saturday, I hung out with the wife and the kid, which was great. Uh, we did some Christmas shopping. Uh, went to like the Boulevard retail area. Made the mistake of going into Target. That plaza is death. That whole little that that Target, Best Buy, Barnes and Noble. Yeah, that thing is a death trap. During it's, the holidays, it, 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 it certainly is a is. death trap. Yeah, it um. You want to see humanity at its worst? Go Christmas shopping in a big box store. Yeah. Um, yeah, Target was kind of rough, but there was some stuff we kind of had to, to knock out of the park. So we get we got three people done, which is good. It's a good start. It's good, you know, compared to like what we had to do. See, I approach it differently than most other people. I accept the fact that this is going to take a long time. I'm not going to get a close parking spot. I'm going to have to wait in very long lines in and out of my car to get anywhere and to check out. And I make my peace with that. And I understand that. It's the people around me who think that they're going to somehow magically expedite their way through this process. They're the fun ones. Well, I feel you. You just kind of. You, resi- got, you resign yourself to to a miserable existence. Yeah, you make your peace with the fact that this trip and this excursion is going to take three times as long as it would take in during the non-holiday season. Sure, yes. And then you just go and do what you need to do. Yeah. So I, Yeah, you got the right attitude yep. here. So that was, uh, that was Saturday, Sunday. I got together with my friend Jim to watch the football game. Um, no one jumped out and yelled surprised this time. What? I said no one jumped out and yelled no, surprise this time. <laughs> no, it was disappointing. There was no surprise party waiting for me. Because... Uh, we set a bad precedent for you. <laughs> yeah. Now I have high expectations for football games. So, yeah, uh, that, was, that was pretty much it. I don't think anything... I got a short work week this week. I took off... Uh, well, lucky you. Uh, Thursday and Friday for my birthday because friday is my actual birthday and of course friday for julie and myself is star wars ah well then i'll try not to spoil anything thursday evening thursday night yes sir okay are we seeing each other thursday evening i don't know are we i I was about to say how are you gonna spoil anything unless you like you know well the internet and whatnot well no i would uh, you know at like six o'clock thursday evening we're going Social media blackout. I I think you might want to start that now. I'm not not gonna lie. <laughs> well, I mean, there's some stuff popping up now, but it's all like no spoilers. It's all just God. This movie's good. Tread lightly so, is all I'm saying. No, I know, I know. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm fully expecting you not to like this film. Really? I just I got this feeling that you're not gonna like it. I still I, I, I don't know a specific reason why. I still like Star Wars, man. Kinda. But I just got a feeling. I still like, enjoy Star Wars. <laughs> I just I got a feeling you're not gonna like it. I think something's gonna happen, or you're not gonna like it. Okay. I don't know why. Okay. I hope I'm wrong. Don't get me wrong, because obviously we're gonna be reviewing it next week. I mean, I really like The Force Awakens a lot, and I defended against a lot of its biggest criticisms. So I don't know why you think I'm not gonna like The Last Jedi. But okay. Yet you're afraid to watch Rogue One again. Uh, funny enough, some of it was on recently, and I patted on. I was like, yeah, it's, it's all right. It's not as good as I remember, but it's okay. All right. Well, we will uh, 
We shall see. Mm-hmm. We shall see. Certainly will. <laughs> All right. What uh, what theater are you going to for? Ooh, uh, Galleria. Yeah, we are seven forty Thursday night. I love going to AMC, but they wait so long to post their non three D showings. Yeah, I can't do the three D showing. So I had to, I had to get those tickets literally like. When they went on sale, when they after the trailer that one night, I got them then. I got the yeah. last two in the theater, basically. Yeah. So you know, so, uh, yeah. So Julie and I, I'm in the building. It's all that matters. Yep. So yeah. All right, folks. That was our week. We would love to hear from you and hear how your weeks were. If you'd like to contact us, send us any uh, questions or comments to be right on the show. You can find us on Twitter at Devils Do Pod. You can go to facebook.com slash Devils Do Pod. You can email us at the Devils Do Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devils Do Drew, that being said, we do have some questions. Hit me. Don't forget, don't forget the Twitter questions this week. We don't have any Twitter questions. Okay. We do have... Just a, putting it out there. We have a text question. A text? Okay. Because, yeah, you know, Jay's getting a little lazy. Um, first, <laughs> just, just now? Yeah. First question is from our friend Adam. Adam asks for both of us, do you think that Jar Jar Binks will play a prominent role in the new trilogy that Ryan Johnson will be directing? And moving on to Adam's next question. His actual question? <laughs> We're just going to let that one lie. I, I'm sure I'm sure he's he likes to poke the stick at the bear. Drew. Hello. When will I receive a Christmas present of your velvety vocals singing about Carl's toy mania? Um yeah. That would be an appropriate long cold dark Christmas song. About how much you hate the fact that I had toys as a kid. Yeah, I I'm I, don't let's don't hold your breath. Called for all this. sunken flag. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, no. We'll we'll see. I'll I'll okay. work on that. Maybe. Sure. This question for me, Carl. Do you trust the process? <laughs> <laughs> Not when it comes to the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think you know. Don't get me wrong. I I love the Bills. They're my team. I bleed Buffalo blue, but in all honesty... But now they wear red, Carl. What now? I don't mind those red jerseys. I mind them with red pants. Well, they went full red on... Yeah, no, no, I know. Well, in those conditions, it kind of helped. It kind of did, actually, but I still insist that that's just uh, a very Patriot-esque uniform, which I can't abide by. My friend Jim and I one year played what we called the Camouflage Bowl in Madden. His favorite team is the Chiefs. Yeah. So we played in Orchard Park... Uh, winter turned all the way up. I had the classic white helmet with the standing buffalo, uh, the yes. white jerseys and the white pants, and he had the Chiefs all whites. And you could do that in that yeah. game. Yeah, no, yeah, it was wow. kind of like you threw the ball and you hoped you threw it to the right receiver. <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna. In all honesty, you know, I love the Bills, and just to talk sports very briefly with team with two teams in particular, the Bills and the Browns. I don't think it's a question of getting player X or player Y. I think those two teams need a complete culture change and how they approach things. I think you should clear house on both teams down to the studs. I've said this for years and everyone gets mad at me. Well, I'm how, how does Russ Brandon I'm more, still exist in this town? <laughs> I want to know. I want answers to this question. No one knows. I want to know. I'm 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 more pleasant than you are 
these things. Sir, the last Bills <laughs> playoff game, I was in high school. <laughs> I deserve I was a f- to be mad. I was a freshman in college. I yeah, think. see? Yeah. See? 1999. Yeah. yeah. No, it would have been a... Yeah. Right. No, sophomore. Sophomore. Um, All I'm saying is it's been a while. Yeah. And guess who's been there that whole time? Russ Brandon. Yeah. He's failed upward to the top. <laughs> Hey, uh, quick question. What do you think of the Sabres Winter Classic jerseys? I think they're great. Yeah. I think I like they're magnificent. My only one, one grape, one grape. I don't like the New York, the NY on the logo. Yeah. It Here's kinda, why. It sticks out. It's because they're, okay. Like, I get the. They're, can, they're, they're playing in New York City and they're trying to be like, look, it's New York. Like, just you, do you know something what? like no. that on a shoulder patch. Not even that. Because here's the thing. Just, just take the NY off, and it's fun. Then it's, then it's dead on. I love it. Yeah. Uh, NY as an abbreviation to us here in Buffalo. Don't patronize us. You're New York City. We're Buffalo. Yeah. Never the twain shall meet. We don't like that little reminder. Like you're trying to big time us, and that's what that's how I feel. Like oh NY. Oh right, New York, as in New York City, as in the city that thumbs their nose at the rest of the state. And thinks that, you know, they're the only thing that matters. And big, you know what I'm saying. I, I, I get you. It just, I, it's, it's a little detail, but it just, it's one of those like, meh. Remember when UB, in, a, couple, a few years ago, they took UB off all their sports uniforms and, and they tried to put State University of New York in really big letters on them instead? Remember that? Yeah. It was kind of a big uproar around here. It's like, dude, it's University of Buffalo. Like, just, yeah. Why you got to undermine Buffalo? Why you got to, why you got to make us look small time? Yep. Okay, so anyway, yeah, good, good, uh, good jerseys. Love yeah. them, love them a lot. On to the Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson of the Devils. Do oh, they upgraded, <laughs> Mister? Well, it was a bit miffed at the whole Orco thing. I mean, we said he was snarf. Did we though? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, so uh, first off, starting with Jay, Drew, and Carl. Given the thankfully not sacrilegious start to Doomsday Clock, are there any crossovers you'd like to see or think interesting between companies? Like if the cast from Saga showed up magically in Wakanda and Prince Robot showed Black Panther weird porn on his TV head. Well, the thing is, it's not a it's not a cross company thing with Watchmen and in, in the DCU. It's just. A thing that was not connected is now connected. So, when it comes to intercompany crossovers, I get a little, I get a little uptight about that because I don't know, it just doesn't. Because then we get Dark Claw. Well, there's that Dark Claw. But I'm trying to think, like, has there have there been any like really great cross? Well, some people really like that Avengers JLA crossover. I've heard good things about it. I mean, Dan Jurgens and George Perez. Sure, sure. But like, I'm trying to think of another example. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I got nothing here. I think the whole Marvel versus DC series from the '90s could have been fun if they didn't let the fans vote. Ooh, yeah. Not, I never read that, and I don't want to. Yeah, um, it was the only one I want. The only one that makes sense. And again, how did it not happen? Okay, two actually, two of okay. them, and actually one of them cropped up this week uh, in a article on uh, CBR. Uh, in the comic book uh, Urban Legends column, yeah. which is one of my favorites, actually. Uh, Daredevil and Batman. Yeah. Bendis was supposed to do it. Malieve was supposed to draw it. Mm. Never happened. How you know did why they, it didn't how, happen? Like, I get 
reasons because money, but when they did that whole amalgam thing, how do you not combine those two? Oh, I don't well, because Daredevil. That makes so much sense. It does. It really does. Well, it didn't happen because this is uh, around 2002-ish, and Joe Quesada was poking the bear pretty hard about DC at the time. He wanted there to be like a friendly but not friendly rivalry between the two companies. Yeah. So uh, Bob Levitz, or what, who was running DC at that time? Was it Bob Levitz? I think so, yeah. It, was, it, was pre, it wasn't it, Julie Schwartz. It was pre-Dan DiDio. Yeah. He refused to work with anyone at Marvel as long as Joe Quesada was there because of some wow. things that Joe Quesada said. <laughs> So the Daredevil Batman series got nixed. That stinks. Also, uh, again, the one we talked about that's never happened, but uh, it should, given the nature of things. Daredevil, Ninja Turtles. Yes. Yes. It's obvious. Marvel, IDW, listen. We're busy. (laughs) We got stuff going on. But if you want us to do this, we can pencil you in. Sure. I've only written like one comic book before, but I, I'll give it a good good go here. It's been a while. Do you think you and I could write a comic book yeah. and still be friends at the end of it? No. <laughs> <laughs> can we do it? Yeah. <laughs> would, it, would it last? No. <laughs> What depends? What is it? What, what are we talking about? Well, if we did like a Daredevil Ninja Turtles crossover. Oh, well, I don't know. What what which version of the turtles are we going for here? We're going comics. Okay. We're going like comics with you season it with like with, some of the with other the, with lighter fare. With the, with, yeah, the, the cultural snapshot that is the Ninja Turtles. Ninja turtles yeah, yeah, okay. I'm okay with that. Okay. Can they all wear red instead of multicolors? Mm, that's, that's the seasoning kind of got to throw in is the, the multicolored mask. I, I like when they have all the red. Okay. I can't remember where we'll compromise. I saw a story that it actually gave like a reason Splinter gave them the different colored masks. I would, I would just, and it was, they it was should just embrace decent. it and say that like he's, he's kind of racist and he can't tell the turtles apart. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he just gives them different colored masks. Y'all look the same to me. Would it be Dirty racism turtles? or just like speciesism? I mean, you know. Yeah, well, okay. All right, so Jay's question for me. Given the Jaws the Revenge status is the greatest Christmas movie of all time, what are your favorite non-traditional holiday movies? Um, See, we get getting drawn back into this where my views on this are not popular. Um. But he's saying non-traditional holiday movies and not Christmas movies. Um, Batman Returns, as we alluded to earlier in the show. If you're going to call Die Hard a Christmas film, you kind of have to call Batman Returns a Christmas film. Oh, it's unabashedly a Christmas film. Yeah. Um, basically, any Shane Black film takes place at Christmas. Hmm. Did Iron I, Man 3 take place at Christmas? Yep. Wow, Remember the that. gigantic bear you got her? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Le- Lethal Weapon takes place at Christmas. Shane Black wrote it. He didn't. Interesting. Wow, I, sure never, did. I never noticed this before. I know Donner directed Does that mean it, the new Predator movie will take place at Christmas? Quite possibly. Wow. Have, have you been enjoying Predator on the Shelf? Uh, I've seen that. Yes, that's not bad. I, yeah. I see. I see. He's claimed R two. Yes. Yeah. I got to do something tonight when I get home, folks. For <laughs> for those of you who don't know, obviously you're aware of Elf on the Shelf. Oh, we're all um, aware of Elf on the Shelf. I uh, I decided to do Predator on the Shelf, and tagline is it doesn't rhyme, 
He doesn't care if you're naughty. He doesn't care if you're nice. He's just hunting you. <laughs> um, other how does it have to be Christmas holiday or no? Just said, holidays said non-traditional in holiday films. Holiday be, the holiday being Christmas time. I'm guessing. Oh, okay. I was going to say because you know there's other holiday movies, Halloween yeah. movies, and in Groundhog Day. <laughs> you know. Anyway, um, non-traditional. I uh, boy. I don't know. I'm blank. I'm totally yeah. blanking. I will like uh, one film, and you're gonna, you're gonna hate this, but you know me. No, I, I am who I am. Uh, a film on my all time top ten list that's often referred to as a Christmas film, but does not fit my criteria for a Christmas film. Uh, Love Actually. I have no idea what Love Actually is. It's a uh, you know what? It's it's a rom com, but it's really well done. You lost me I there. Enjoy it. Uh, okay. So, Drew. Yeah? If the copy of the copy version of Drew was allowed to do a podcast, what would it be about? Copy of a copy? So, if your multiplicity... Oh. You know, oh. Clone I, from a clone. Yeah, okay. Um, Remember how you make a copy yeah, of a copy? Yeah. It's, it's not, not as good as the original. Yeah. Um, It would be about... Pizza and dolphins. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Pizza, cherry crush, and seahorses. There you go. And engage. The end gauge. What the taco phone? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) throw that in. You know the one you Uh, had to get a screwdriver and unscrew the back to change the game. Yeah, I forgot all about that. I I, would the copy of the copy know about that? Sure. Hmm. Sure. We'll go with that. The end gauge. Okay. As opposed to calling everyone Steve, what would be your generic name for everyone? Uh, Durf. Okay. All out. <laughs> K.O. Durf. K.O. Durf. That's right. So I, just referencing that, I am um, I stumbled across uh, a series on YouTube that Variety does, Variety the magazine, called Actors on Actors. And it's basically Hot. just two different actors having conversations oh, with each other. Oh, I thought it was something else. Yeah. No. Sorry. It's just like two different actors having kind of like a unscripted, unfiltered conversation with with each other about the craft. And it's kind of like, obviously they're, you know, two actors who kind of have something out at the time that they're promoting. Okay. And one of the segments was Samuel Jackson with Michael Keaton. Interesting. Uh, Jackson was promoting hateful eight and Keaton was promoting spotlight. Um, did you see Spotlight? I did not, but my, it, I'm I, racking my brain if they've ever shared the screen together. Yeah, Jackie Brown. I was just going to say it would have to be Jackie Brown. Yeah. Um, watch Spotlight if you get a chance. Really good. Yeah? You like the founder, you love Spotlight. Okay. I mean, just because it's like it's Keaton doing Keaton things. I like Keaton things. Um, And Jackson asked him, like, you know, we both kind of have these, some iconic pop culture roles in our repertoire what's one that you hear from fans the most and he was talking about like obviously internationally it's batman and beetlejuice and he said in recent years multiplicity is really starting to crawl yes! in there i was like yes 
That's awesome. We're getting All that right. sequel. It's coming. <laughs> Multiplicity times two. That's right. That's what the sequel would be called. There's going to be six of them. Six. <laughs> I'm all for this. All right. Now on to Mr. Alan Waiters. Carl and Drew, who would you want as the next Avengers villain? Kang the Conqueror, Michael Corvax, or Dr. Doom? That's pretty, pretty, pretty easy. Well, here's the thing. The obvious answer is Doom. Yes. But, but, I don't know that I want Doom there until he gets his proper introduction with Fantastic Four and set up the the rivalry between Reed and Doom and yeah. have them have a little tift first. Obviously, we're going to be getting into some stuff related to this. In the oh, news. the news is juicy this week, sir. News is plentiful. Uh, so, yeah, I would just... You say Doom. Or you say... Yeah, you say Doom. <sighs> Kang's really good. He's more Avengers-y, which is yeah. why I think they could go there. But... I would kind of want them to do him the way they did him in the cartoon series. Okay. The Earth's Mightiest Heroes, where there's no lead into him. He just shows up. Yeah. And he's like, I'm here. I'm Kang. Like, Time. Doing Kang stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. So, yeah. yeah I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i go with Kang. Okay. Okay, go. Drew. Hi. With Link having a motorcycle in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah, he does. Well, I don't have yeah. it yet, but it's in the game, yes. Isn't it hypocritical to criticize Final Fantasy for driving a car in Final Fantasy 15? I mean, no. I Did I criticize Final Fantasy 15 for driving a car? You may have. It's possible. If, Look, if, Final if, Fantasy let me put it this way. If I was in Vegas, yeah. and the bet was, did Drew, did Drew criticize blank? Now, I know there's a lot of things you like, and I really appreciate your opinion. I'm going to put my money on yes. Great. Well, that's... that's I think wonderful. we can both agree that's the safe bet. Uh, what, when's 2018? A few, few weeks? I'm, 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 I'm turning over a new leaf. <laughs> okay. it, uh, oh. Yeah. I'm sick of being typecast as, as the guy <laughs> who hates everything. Anyway... um. If I did criticize it specifically for that, then I guess it is kind of hypocritical. But if there's a good in-game reason for it, then whatever. Here's my thought on it. Like, I've seen some video of the motorcycle in Breath of the Wild. Yes. And, I mean, yeah, I guess you can call it a motorcycle, but it looks like it fits in the world. Right. That's my point. Whereas in Final Fantasy XV, the car is just like... Final Fantasy 15 brought to you by Cadillac. Well, the thing in Final Fantasy that weirds me out is like, it's not an airship. It's not piloted by a guy named Sid. Well, that, that obviously, oh, I, sh- I should, I'll refrain. Now, if Sid was the chauffeur, okay, you can make a little bit of a case there. I'm going to, I'm refraining, but no, I, I guess it would be hypocritical. And, uh, if there's a good in-story reason for it and it works in the context of the game, fine. Do what you got to do. But I miss the chocobos. <laughs> and the chocobos. airships. Airships. Airships are great. Yeah. Castles. And big open world maps. Yeah. And turn-based combat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So basically, you just miss Final Fantasy. Is what you're yeah. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of that. Yeah. 
Bravely Default is my Final Fantasy now. Okay. See that? Uh, Carl, with Disney on the verge of owning Fox Films, what would... Spoilers, would, Alan. Would you want... Well, according to Alan's sources... This is, this yeah, is yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, would... Would you want less Wolverine and more balanced X-Men cast, meaning not having Wolverine as the center of the story like past X-Men films? Yeah. I mean, I think pretty much every X-Men film has been more or less a Wolverine film. Yes. As it is. Uh, And the ones that they... There was one they didn't do that, and it worked. First Class. First Class was great. Even had a great cameo by Wolverine. Um, One but, line. It's all he needed. Yeah. And like the other, the other film where Wolverine wasn't centric in, but still made an appearance. Apocalypse. Just uh, like Wolverine's appearance was great, but the rest of the film not so much. We're gonna talk about all this stuff in a minute. Yeah. So yeah. I've got some thoughts. Yeah, we'll, we'll cross that when we get to the news. Alan likes to jump the gun on the news. That's okay. Maybe we should, Alan, we should shuffle likes, the show a little bit. Alan maybe. likes to be the guy who says, I got there first. Well, yeah. At, yeah, as he's been all, saying all day. <laughs> anyway. I told you guys. Yeah. We, okay. Anyway, maybe we should just, well, you know what? We're going to flip the format of the show. News first, mail second. <laughs> no, no. Mail, news, Alan's mail. <laughs> He gets his own segment. Oh, wow. You're giving him some FaceTime here. All right. All right. Moving so on. thank you all for your questions. We appreciate them. That closes the cross-examination and leads us to a very thick Manila folder of the case files. Lots going on. Um, I'm just, just going to jump around here. Uh, earlier this week, the Jurassic World trailer debuted. Drew, I know you weren't a huge fan of the last Jurassic Park film. No. This one's 100% more Goldblum in it. You know what? And even if it's a small part, does that is Goldblum enough to get you in? No. No, I got my Goldblum fix in in in, guard, or, uh, in Thor Ragnarok. Guardians. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. And uh, I guarantee that he won't be nearly as Goldblumy in... Jurassic World volcanoing, or whatever they're calling it. I so sorry, but your big dumb plot with the volcano on the Jurassic Park and all that business is not getting yeah. me in the door. Um, I enjoyed the last film. I watched the trailer for this one. I was like, "We've been here, done this. Let's move along." They've Michael Bayified it by by like forty percent. Yeah, let's let's move along. Here's, here's another one. Dinosaurs are breathing fire now? What's, I mean, no, it's just a volcano and they got to save them all. And that, who, who cares? Uh, I just want to put this out there before we move on. The Jurassic Park phenomenon escapes me. Like the first movie, it was good. Saw it a bunch when I was younger. But this whole, like, movement. Putting it on the level of like Star Wars and, and all this other stuff. No, no, no. 90s kids. Pump the brakes. I don't think it's as much Jurassic Park. I think Jurassic Park is the shell. I think People it's just like the dinosaurs? universal appeal of dinosaurs to kids. 
Well, these, I'm talking about adults here. <laughs> no, I know, because, but it's something that you grew up with. Sure. And there's always like the rose-colored goggles of youth. I'll go with that. All right. I mean, the first no, film was I, great. I'm I don't you. I don't have the spitting hatred for the second film that most people do. I don't I mean certainly it's an inferior product to the first film. Uh third film I thought was good. It was a lot of fun. Um but yeah, like just this new one I'm just like, hmm. Well, yeah. that, that's the thing. Yeah, More saw the trailer episodes. and it looks stupid. So, yep. nope, not going to that one. Yeah. That's me. Okay. So, um we we are living in a a good time for think of a way to phrase this a good time for injustices that have been done to past creators to be righted. Okay, a lot of past creators who haven't gotten credit for their contributions to the comic industry are starting now to get the credit. Now, granted, it's taking a lot of kicking and screaming and fighting to get this credit to them, but we're starting to see more and more of it, and this, is, I think, is a very good thing. Another evidence of this was earlier this week in Brooklyn, New York, Bill Finger Way was unveiled. The, for all intents and purposes, creator of Batman... Yes. Um, ...is finally getting credit... Um, I said, like, a couple months back on the show, watch the documentary on Hulu, Batman and Bill. It is fantastic. I just hope his family's getting some residuals out of all this. Yeah. That's all I hope. Well, his his granddaughter is kind of getting the love from DC. Did you listen to the interview that Kevin Smith did with her? I did not. It was um, was really, it was good. Yeah. Cool. No, I'm happy for that because, obviously, Bob Kane is a hack. And yeah. he stole credit for basically everything that you yeah. know as Batman from Bill Finger. Yeah, folks, just real quickly, this is what Bob King created. He created the name Batman, and he created a figure that in no way resembles what you interpret as Batman. And it that's a, it. It's a blonde-haired guy with a domino mask, a long sleeve red shirt, red pants, and, like, Da Vinci-looking bat wings on him. Yeah. And no arch nemesis, no villains, no Robin. Yeah. No Commissioner Gordon? No. Didn't. No. No. Bill Finger. Yeah. Was, so... Like, it was all either either Bill Finger, or I want to say Jerry Ordway. Later on, maybe. Yeah. yeah but Bill Finger, for sure... Uh, like, laid, 95% laid of what you know of Batman came from Bill Finger. Yes, sir. And so, Cool. The man did never got any credit for it, and just just watch the documentary. It's fantastic. So that's cool. He's getting a little little bit of credit. Um, let's see what else we got here. Okay. So, Drew, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> yeah. Guess what happened this week? Well, Justice League crossed six hundred million. That's that's worldwide. Good. I mean, that's good for like week two. I, they're in week five. Yeah, they're in trouble with that yes. movie. So that being said, Warner Brothers has announced that the DC film division is going to go through massive restructuring. Gee. I wonder what took them so long. Uh, I think they're going to tear it down to the studs. 
Yeah, it looks that way. Uh, Snyder is not going to be invited back to the party anytime soon. I guarantee yeah. you that. Yeah. Um, some of the other big wig producer guys are getting moved around. Curious. Um, I, 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 as much as I give the guy a hard time, I am a little mm, disappointed in the in the news that they're they're moving Jeff Johns around too. Yeah. He was the chief creative guy. And now they said, at least in the article that I read, that they're going to kind of move him out to be kind of an advisor. In other words, yeah, Jeff, we'll call you if we think we need your help, but don't butt your nose in. Yeah. Which is kind of a shame because, I mean, he does know the product. Guy. He yeah. knows the product. He knows the characters. Like, I get where you can't make him that Kevin Feige type. Mm. You need someone who has experience in the film industry yeah along with that knowledge of the product sure um yeah like i think that's really they need to do that as their first step is getting that guy who's that singular the buck stops here going to guide the vision i think they're going to do the opposite of that (laughs) um probably i think they're just gonna scrap the whole universe and they're just gonna make movies just release aquaman yep aquaman's coming out wonder woman they'll make a wonder woman 2 they'll make another batman they'll make this joker movie with with leonardo dicaprio and none of it's really gonna intertwine per se yeah and you know what maybe that's for the best because at least then maybe the the comparisons to what marvel is doing will stop and maybe people can kind of just let up a little and take the movies for what they are because there is no built-in pressure to make them something more yeah. than that. I don't know. It's, I, it's, don't, it's weird. Yeah. Don't say they don't exist in the same universe, but don't dwell on it. Don't focus on it. Just, I guess. I feel like this happens to be. So that way, if you want to bring them all together at some point for something or another, sure. I feel like they're just not going to do they're not they're not even going to adhere to any common continuity it's just going to be the batman movie does this the superman movie if it ever happens does this and they're not really connected at all and i and again maybe that's what they were doing before before marvel became marvel that's kind of the way superhero movies were done yeah maybe that's off the cuff reference to gotham or metropolis or something like that but yeah it just hasn't worked for them, and if they get cold feet now, I can't really blame them in a way. Yeah, one thing, one thing DC has always done better than Marvel in the comics are those single, standalone, yes. self-contained stories. Yeah, like you know, go re- you, you know, Marvel doesn't really have a Dark Knight Returns or a, no, like a you know Red Sun stuff like that, right? Yeah, they now they they really don't. You're right. Well, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, it's a little overdue, but here we are. Justice did, League. Some, did something not was uh, pointed out well. to me. I don't think it was this week. I think it was last week. I just forgot to mention it on last week's show. Remember the the intro to Justice League, the opening credits, where they're kind of like going through different scenes of like how the world's a you know drearier place without. Superman. Yeah. Remember the scene of the homeless guy. With the sign that said, I tried. 
No. <laughs> well, that's Don't, I'm sorry. They had just shown like a scene of a homeless guy. He has a, a marker on a cardboard sign that says, I tried. And you know whose name appears and credit-wise on that scene? Joss Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you think Joss is trying to tell us something? Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. That's got to be intentional, man. <laughs> that's gotta be intentional that's amazing oh my god that's incredible yeah yeah wow that's funny that is funny yep okay so two things (laughs) extremely pertinent to the show uh first off it was just announced today via the official twitter account account that punisher is indeed getting season two that didn't take long no it didn't Um, um well i'm not i'm i guess i'm not surprised like Dude, the IMDb score is still not that that's anything to go by, but it's it's got I think it's the highest of all the shows that they've done. I think that this incarnation of the Punisher is speaking to a broader audience, quite possibly because of the changes they're making to it that we as like the fans of the comic aren't exactly crazy about. So hopefully, I mean granted we're both like what, 5 6 episodes in I'm the 6 in and let me tell you, uh, let me Business I know I, up. I know you've heard uh, you heard my take our take on yeah. the first episode and it was you know we, kinda, we were kind of I will say this six episodes in now that I kind of see what they're going for and business has picked up a bit this plot that they're doing honestly is a very Garth Ennisy plot yeah and and once I kind of realize that my resistance to what they're doing went down a little bit okay so i'm a little more on board than i was and it seems to be going somewhere now around the sixth episode yeah. mark whereas these first couple as we're going to get into kind of let's 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 yep. get to the passion kind of wanted one of those shows where it didn't have a slump in the the momentum at least this one they get it out of the way up front it seems that way yes yeah. so anyway yeah cool so yeah another season of the punisher also Jessica Jones season two. We got a trailer and a release date. We did. And the release date is going to be March 8th. All right. Bring it on. So I think it's safe to say we'll, uh, Jessica Jones will be next after Punisher. Sure. Let's do that. Um, we'll have to t- would you, time that out properly. But well, yeah, we'll, let's, we'll have some fun one-off shows. Okay. In between. Cool. Uh, what'd you think of the trailer? Um, it's Jessica Jones. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's doing stuff. She's lippy and, and stuff. I love the whole, if you say with great power comes with great responsibility, I'm going to throw up. Not bad. Um, appreciate the wink and the nod. It looks pretty centered on her. Uh, there yep. was no other real fan service to be had about the other shows. And that's, that's It fine. seems that's primarily happening in the new season of Luke Cage. Oh, okay. Little heroes for hire action. They're gonna, yeah. They're, that, hey, cool. Um, I'm curious to see what they do with season two. Um, it sounds like they're going to bring back David Tennant in flashback form or whatever. Yes. He's, he's in her head um, for a, the se- the first season was about trauma and it's kind of uh, trauma recovery. Right. And, makes sense that that yeah. would still kind of linger in the second season. So I'm curious to see where it goes. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. And bring it on. Tenet- I'm happy that it did well enough to get another season. Yep, and Tenet is just another example of how the Netflix Marvel shows are doing villains oh, yeah. much better than the films. Are oh, doing yeah. The, yeah. They, Marvel TV does not have a villain problem at all. No. Well, maybe Luke Cage, but 
Well, that's not really. Their they fault. didn't have a villain problem until like until they created one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. And he still wasn't like the worst. No, he was just in a different show a than they were. <laughs> comic booky villain for a very serious show. Ironic because it's a comic book show. Yeah. But no, I get what you're saying. Tone, to- tone though, tone, yep. sir. Anyway, cool. So, okay, um, real throwback here. Go on. I know you're not going to be too crazy about this, but I I have a fondness for noir type characters. Okay. Uh, there will be a new Dick Tracy ongoing comic series from Archie Comics starting in 2018. I'm curious. And they've said it's kind of like they're going to start early career, like the first villain's going to be Flat Top. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll grab the first couple issues, see if I dig it or not. Who's doing it? Oh, yeah. I was you put a good team on something like that, and I can get behind it. Yeah. Um, God, I don't even remember what. So hey. not exactly A-list. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just I'm trying to remember where I saw the article. I might saw it on Facebook. Well, that's kind but of. I, I, mm, I had it. That went away. It's almost as if we have the internet, Carl. Yeah, I know. I am taking this is great for an audio medium it really is well i'll say this um i remember dick tracy mania when i was a kid and i i i I remember getting really hyped up for something that i had no attachment to whatsoever yeah because they they learned from batman more or less how to hype a film and get it the marketing was very similar it had the dark like the poster was like very batman 89-esque um I kind of went on a Batman 89 deep dive this week, by the way. Just, just Really? Yeah. Just just the original ones or yeah. the series? No, 89. Whole? Just that movie. I I don't know why. But anyway, um, yeah, Dick Tracy kind of spun out of that, and uh, the posters were similar, and uh, it, it also kind of took place in a... Sim- uh, I mean, Batman 89 took place in a un- undefined time, but the, yeah. but the clothing and the, the, the art, art deco styling kind of made yeah. it look like the 40s. Mm-hmm. Similar, Dick Tracy took place in the 40s, or at least that's the way it looked. And uh, it just had a cool toy line, and it was it was everywhere. It was like they made a living comic book. They used like primary colors. Yeah, the, color, the use of color the, was The color palette was so vibrant. It really the, was. The film was just like... Really enjoyable and had some great performances in it. I haven't and seen it since I was a kid, though, so I might. I'd be, I'd be I've afraid seen it, to watch I've it. I've seen now. it a couple times, like in past memory, and it to me it holds up. If you take it for what it is, okay, a Dick Tracy film. All right, fair enough. It's enjoyable. This, but it also is responsible for the. It's kind of the birth of caricature al pacino yeah that he, and sense of a woman he kind of drew a line in the sand and said you know what i'm done being serious <laughs> this is what i'm doing from now on i got one gear this is it yeah yeah we go from first to pacino <laughs> sometimes i'm in first but most of the time i'm, I'm going to pacino. pacino i'm going to pacino yeah 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 so yeah i should and watch that again it's weird because like Warren Beatty, huge Dick Tracy fans, actually like owns, still to this day, owns the rights of the film mm-hmm. and won't do another one unless he's allowed to play Dick Tracy. Yeah, dude, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you were old then. Yep. And I think that's actually one of the knocks of the movie when I was a kid. I'm like, this guy's old. 
<laughs> I don't want to be him. He's old. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't really do a Dark Knight Returns with Dick Tracy. Wow. What would that be like? Oh, well, maybe you can. <laughs> but he's, he's, what's he, like 80 now? Mm, you know. Okay. De-aging and whatnot. Works wonders. All right. All right. Good so, enough. Hey, neat. Yeah. Before we get to the, the big, big uh, story of the week, oh. Drew, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy, happy, man. Are you, are you talking about happy on sci-fi? No, no, no. Have oh, you watched it? It's on my DVR. I haven't watched it, but I heard it's pretty good. J. Gelsomino gave it a big resounding thumbs up. So. Nice. Um, I'm extremely happy. Uh, this past week was Capcom Cup. Ah, yeah. Which took place at PlayStation Experience which PlayStation Experience was reportedly terrible, and they didn't really show anything, hmm. which is kind of unusual for them, because those are usually pretty solid. Welcome to console games in 2017. Um, so there was a lot of... There were a lot of uh, rumors flying around of what Capcom was going to unveil for Capcom Cup. The, the leading rumor was that we were going to get the first of the next line of new characters for Street Fighter Five. Okay. Which we did, plus we got a whole lot more. Well who so, are the, who are the characters? Well no, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. Uh before the top eight of the tournament kicked off, they announced the Street Fighter thirtieth anniversary collection. Ah uh, yes, this. Oh man. So much awesome in one package. 12 games. Uh, yeah. Um, go on. The list. Uh, the list. I'm going to see if I can do this from memory. Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting. Um, I would, so, I, post, I would, you know, if I, were to, if I were to stop you right there, go linearly. That's what I'm doing. No, you're not. Because... Oh, st- a Street Fighter. Fighting Street, sir. Street Fighter 1, which Alan is all excited to play, which he- clearly shows he's never played it before. Because <laughs> that a game, terrible game. That game is almost unplayable. My friend Jim said to me, I hope they kind of tweak the gameplay. I was like, no. Just leave it. Leave it, leave it, it as, 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 as archival. Leave it, leave it being a, a fireball, the hardest thing to pull off in the game. Uh, so, Street Fighter 1. Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting. So they're skipping over Champion Edition and Turbo. Interesting. Super Street Fighter 2. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter Alpha 2, Street Fighter Alpha 3. Street Fighter 3. Street Fighter 3 Second Impact and Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. It's a lot of Street Fighter games. So many, and four of which are going to be online question yes it's awesome that they're doing this but is there enough differentiation between all those gradients to re-release them all and say here buy all these yes okay yes because i'm thinking about it because i originally thought that at first especially with the street fighter 2 line if they were going like street if they were doing like if they did Street Fighter 2 and then Champion Edition, Turbo, and then Hyper Fighting, that's when like the changes are very minimal. Okay. But they're going straight from vanilla Street Fighter 2 to Hyper Fighting. So that was the biggest jump right there. Um, then 
the the jump from Super Street Fighter 2 to Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo is pretty substantial. Speed of gameplay, super combos are introduced for the first time. Right. Um, so that jumps pretty big there. The three, the Alpha series are all great. Each one is significantly different from the previous one. <laughs> the three versions of Street Fighter 3 are almost three different games mm. completely. There were such changes made between the two. So I believe it's Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, uh, Super, Stri- uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter Alpha 3, and Street Fighter 3 Third Strike that will be online multiplayer. And this is getting a Switch release, yes? Yes. I'm PS4, curious. Xbox 360, or Xbox One, Switch, and Steam. Very curious what the pricing of this is going to be. Given the content, well, I, we probably have two different opinions on this because I am a total Street Fighter file. If they come out with this and say it's fifty nine nine, I'm like, okay, here you go. And I already have all these games at home. That's fine, but that's, but a, I gotta, that's like, a great collection. Out, I got to break out all these different systems. Even play. I would say that's a, that for sixty bucks and all that. That's a good price. Honestly, that's twelve I, games. Yeah, I would say that's that's actually very fair. The only reason I bring it up is because they sold that uh, Street Fighter Two Ultra Street Mega Hulk Mega Hyper Ultra whatever yeah, for Switch for Switch for forty dollars. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, that's that's one so, game. It's one hear, game. You want to want to hear something? Go on. I, I heard that is very possible that that game. Outsold Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. I'd believe it. Wait a minute. The one for Switch? The new one. Yeah. For Switch. Yeah. Outsold Marvel vs. Capcom, which is multi-plat. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Oh. And Ultra Street Fighter 2 sold good. But wow. Yeah. Well, they better hope they made their money on that sucker to pay for... Marvel vs. Capcom. I kind of wish that version was included in the collection. That's my only, literally, my only gripe, and it's a minor one about that, that, that collection. That newest bug product, because they're still is selling it. it. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So. Wow. So, right, man. Well, that was at the beginning of the tournament. At the end of the tournament, Yoshinori Ono comes out. Just, he, he, you gotta love that guy. He's always so happy and positive. Drops the trailer for the first character of Season 3 of Street Fighter Five. And as everyone predicted, it is Sakura. And she's a character where it's not like a big character to me, but she's got a huge fan base. A lot of people use her and she looks a lot of fun in the trailer. Okay. So we got that. Okay. Everybody, everybody was, they were okay. They were, they were happy. Uh, But then he comes back out like, you want one more thing? Everyone's like, yeah. So he drops the full trailer for Street Fighter V Arcade Edition, which reveals all of the new characters okay. that are coming out for Season 3, which they have not done up to this point. They've only revealed one character at a time. And everybody was saying leading up to this, you kind of really got something, got to do something to get us re-energized about this game. Mm. Um, and I guess like an early version of Arcade Edition was playable at PlayStation Experience, and it's getting nothing but great reviews um so and not only that with uh sakura she gets her old classic street fighter alpha 2 board the one with the kid in the background playing the game i did you died yeah sorry um so okay here's here's who's coming out for 
the season three. Sakura. My original main character, first love, close to my heart, Blanca. I know him. Is coming out. Cody is uh, coming back. Final fight. Final fight, Cody. Cody. Okay. Yep. He was yeah. in Street Fighter Four, and I hated him. He was just one of those characters that just, <laughs> just that you just have a hard time against. Okay. Um. So I was not thrilled to see him, but he's looking different. Looks like he's the mayor of Metro City now. Where's Hagar? I don't know. Mm. Okay. Uh. So Cody. Uh. Two new characters. One that kind of looks like Abraham Lincoln on steroids. Okay. And his name is simply G. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another one who looks like a Shadowloo kind of lieutenant, and her name is Felky, Felk or something. I don't know. But the big one, the one that everybody has been asking for since Street Fighter Five came out, the King has returned. Sagat oh. is coming back to Street Fighter. Finally, I didn't know he was gone, but he's yeah, back. He, he was not in in Street Fighter Five, and people have been asking for him. Well, then, for a good long time. All right, so four returning characters and two new characters. Cool. So yeah, it's predicted that Sakura will be available at the game's launch on January sixteenth. So it would. This has created a lot of hype. People are very excited about this, and it will be interesting to see now how Street Fighter fares against the hot newcomer in February of Dragon Ball Z Fighters. Ah, yes. So so in that collection, will the movie game be included? Oh, God, I hope not. It should be. I had that for Saturn. Well, hang on. Don't... The home ports are terrible. Terrible. Yeah. I never got to play the arcade version. It wasn't bad. I say this. It wasn't bad. It it was Street Fighter with with Mortal Kombat graphics. It played Mm. pretty tight. Okay. I'm not saying it was good, all right, but it wasn't bad. Okay, all right. good, good, good for you. I'm just saying. Okay. Um. So yeah. So I am extremely happy about that. The 30th anniversary collection arrives May 2018. All right, get some. Yes, indeed, I will. <laughs> so okay, last news item, biggest news item. Uh, you know what? Drew, yeah. Disney, Marvel, yeah. they're trying to screw us again. Well, they, they're yeah. not being considerate to what we do for them. They are not yeah, they need us. <laughs> showing us the love <laughs> for everything we've done for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So much. And all the major news outlets today are reporting that an announcement will be coming, not today, when we're recording the show. No. 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 Thursday. So the day after this show goes live. Yes. Yeah. They're going to announce that Disney is, in fact, purchasing Fox. So, yeah. right now, I just want us to behave as if they've already made the announcement. <laughs> well, I on. want they're, us to they're, discuss they're, this. Let's save that for the actual announcement. They could, no, because then it's going to be like almost a week past. So that's, that's We're okay. getting in the door early. Yeah, but we're going to have... We're using Alan's sources... We need to... Oh, that the, have the, confirmed this. The South India Times? <laughs> with the third grade grammar. Yeah, that article. That, that this is, in fact, true and is... Ha- Let's be honest. We know 95% this is probably going to happen. Yeah. No, I, I, I have a feeling, though, there's going to be some kind of details or curveballs that we don't anticipate that are going to be let out of the bag. Yeah. 
But if it is true, then um, I think we've said it before. I'll say it again. Suddenly, them not calling the fourth Avengers movie Infinity War Part 2 makes a lot of sense because suddenly things are looking very differently. And it also makes a lot of sense that they were tight-lipped about what would be in that movie because it was originally pitched as Infinity War Part 1, Infinity War Part 2. And they kind of said, well... We had to change the title because the movie's not really going to be because that. reasons. They've I I feel like they've known about this for a while. And they well, just, obviously, and they a deal just, like this takes time. Yeah, but the thing is, they didn't know back then that they were going to win that fight. But if they at least had it on their radar, yeah, because Comcast was in the mix too. They bowed out, and now once they bowed out, Disney was like, well, well, well. Well, Disney wasn't going to let anyone else. Probably not. No, they probably played hardball, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, So suddenly that reboot prospect is pretty big. Pretty, pretty, pretty Pretty big. big. So do you think that going back to when they struck the deal with Sony, that all story development going forward was operating under, okay, we have plan A and plan B? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Which makes sense. Uh, if if they had the inkling that this was going to happen before, then they probably said, okay, Kevin, buddy, I don't care if you're writing on a cocktail napkin, <laughs> but just map out your little dream scenario of what you'd yeah. like to see if all bets were off. And then on the other napkin, a more sensible, this is what we've got kind yeah. of plan. And he probably did both. And then while they were making stuff, it fell into place. And here we are. Yeah. Um, and it- you know what's weird? Here's what's weird about it. I'm, I'll, I'll tell you this up front. My biggest reserve. Well, I've had, I told you my theater chain reservations, my Disney owning too much stuff reservations. Not only that, but directors and talent might have less places to go make their movies now. That's a, another valid concern. So that's one less studio out there making stuff. So just keep that in mind. But I know a lot. I know a lot of people have had concerns about like the R-rated films. That too. Uh, the comic yeah, lore yeah. folks. Too. Disney owned Miramax when they were doing their grittiest stuff. Yeah, but that's not to say that they would do that with this pro- these properties now. But then again, maybe they look at what Fox was managed to make successful over there and say, "Well, they did it. We can do yeah. it too." Anyway, let's put my reservations aside. Yeah. yeah. There seems to be a lot of chatter about the X-Men prospect of all this, and I'm of the opinion, I don't, I'm just not that interested in the X-Men aspect of this. I think you keep going with what you're doing. You keep going with the, okay, we're going to make Deadpool, it's going to be high meta comedy. We're gonna, and we've talked about this. We're going to make Logan, it's going to be road trip western. We're going to make New Mutants. It's going to be horror. Yeah, but that's all still coming out. Use this. Use that to kind of keep exploring those ideas. Creativity. Sure. I Like, from everything I've heard on the that show, The Gifted, is like 90% the X-Men we've always wanted. Go figure. Well, like I guess the mid-season and the mid-season finale, they're going to have the the Stepford cuckoos, cuckoos, oh, cool, are going to be on it. All right, a little bit of Morrison getting oh yeah, man. In there. Um, 
He's having all the TV look right now. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I like guess, that show so, Legion has Shadow King on it. I guess my point ultimately though is just like I'm just I'm I don't care about the X Men fighting the Avengers. But what's ironic is that I have a feeling that if Marvel owned it, no one would have cared at all. Like it would have been like a big shrug. But because because they've been so damaged and because absence makes the heart grow fonder. This Fantastic Four situation is the thing I'm most excited for. I don't know why that, and, yeah. I, and I have a feeling I'm not the only one. I think a lot of people that otherwise could not care less about the Fantastic Four are chomping at the bit for Marvel's Fantastic Four. Yeah, just because they haven't seen it and they don't know that they haven't seen, like, yep, yeah. like because they haven't been able to do it, people want it more. Yeah, I think. Okay, now I get what you're saying about X Men. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, I agree with you. If you wanted to do X-Men, I think this is how you do it. Okay. Get a little closer to the speakers, folks. Devil Dew's going to drop a, oh another another awesome idea that someone else should do on you. That's something that's, something that's going to so, get stolen. <laughs> let's, say, let's say after this Avengers film, there are no more Avengers. Okay. Dead or retired or whatever. whatever. So now you have a world that has had the Avengers, for the most part, the ideal heroes. Everybody loves them. Now they don't, you don't have those anymore. Okay. Now what do you have left? Uh, Spider-Man? Got the X-Men left. Oh. In a world that hates and fears them. They will know that we, we know they'll fear them because they've tried to half-assedly do that within humans. Now they could do it properly with X-Men. And they're gonna they're well, gonna hate them because they're trying they the world sees that they're trying to take the place of the Avengers when in actuality they're just trying to, you know, protect people and do their thing. Okay. It's not perfect. I but let me throw this one at you. And then, radical curveball. And to have Avengers, quote unquote films, the new Avengers. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but I don't want to spitball too many ideas, but I think what you could do is just keep the X-Men away in their own little universe and keep the Avengers in yeah, there. Because no, be, that's been working out okay. I'd be fine with that as well. Or, um, let me throw this one at you. We find out in one of these movies, I don't know which one, but one of them, that the reason that there have been no X-Men in these movies all along, like when, when Thanos gets the, you know, I don't know, the soul, not the soul gem, but like the, the reality gem. gem or something yeah, like that. Yeah, reality would be the one visions start flooding in people's heads and you see the Scarlet Witch have a vision of another universe that she was in where she said no more mutants. And that's the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be neat? That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty weird. Um, How sweet would it be if they did new Avengers though? An Avengers team with like Spidey, Luke Cage, we'll have have Winter Soldier's cap. You're not getting Uh, Luke Cage in these movies. Or Daredevil. Or Jess. I'm never saying never. Yeah. Never saying never. I'm going to continue to be cynical. I guess the Russo brothers really wanted Daredevil. And yeah, Kevin, you mentioned that. Kevin Feige said, no, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that now. Yeah. We're, we're, well, Daredevil never joined New Avengers. They offered him. No, but, but I, just, I just want him to show up. Yeah, just, no, I get you. I'm here. I'm doing you. stuff. Um, so yeah, the Marvel stuff is great. And don't get me wrong, I'd be all excited for the Marvel stuff. How sweet would it be if they... St- like, the way they've taken this long to build towards Infinity War, 
How sweet would it be if they took that long to build towards Galactus? I was just about to say, like, what if we get a Galactus Galact cameo in this movie? It's fun. It's gave me a chill. It's fun to think about. Um, um, so the Marvel aspect of this is obviously great and would lead to like whole new things. Yeah, because I'd be okay if they kind of wanted to put the core roster to bed for a little while. Oh, they're going to one way or another. Yeah. The other aspect of this, something we've wanted for so long. Oh? Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Give me the original cuts, baby. Original cuts, official release. How much? You know what wouldn't surprise me? You know what wouldn't surprise me? What's that? If Disney had them already printed, ready to ship, and they oh, shipped so, them as soon as the it, deal was official. So it's, it's like a Sega Saturn announcement, like, it's in stores now. Like, wait, what? Yeah. But yeah. how? I mean, that will not happen. No, because. no, but yeah, but they're already those cuts are done. Yeah. They are on a computer right now, ready to be mass produced onto Blu-ray disc. Yeah. I I know this <sighs> in my heart. It'd be great. It'd be great. Just get to that scene where Han shoots first and just keep rewinding for like an hour. <laughs> for like an hour. Just watch that one scene over and over and over again. Thirty hours of Han. <laughs> all, all at once. once. All for you. All for you. <laughs> oh man. That'd be and so then, great. No Jabba scene. No Jabba. Till Return of the Jedi. The way as it was intended. Exactly right. Exactly. And when we see the Falcon, just like Luke for the first time, what a piece of junk. <laughs> what a piece of junk. That was your maneuver? You list lazily to the left? <laughs> All right. That closes the case files. I'm winded. Okay. Winded. There's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of end of the year, a lot of stuff kind of starts to companies start ramping up for what they're going to do for the next year and whatnot. All right. So, but that being said, Drew. Punisher up two time. Time to rustle some papers. I can't rustle. I have a new format here, but Ooh, I, what I you can. Got there? I, I see a little uh, R2 unit. I have an R2 journal. Oh, look at that. That's pretty sweet looking. Yeah. It's all uh, shiny uh, and whatnot. Val got to it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a, so I can't rustle, but I can. I can. <laughs> you could do all, all old fashioned Marvel intro. Exactly. This is what you could do. I still miss it. I, at least I get it on TV now. I don't get it in, in the movies anymore now. I, I like the dc one better than the new marvel one well yeah i wouldn't go there but yeah i know i I don't like the new marvel one i don't like it either it's like it's too long well it's long and it's like hey forget about those comic books look at the movie stuff like uh, like i get it but but comic books yeah i like comic where, books still, where it man. all came from yeah we don't care we're marvel now so uh, you know how you know how guardians volume two is on netflix now it is oh okay yeah i was uh, i was watching it at work the other day because yeah and two things, <laughs> two things occurred to me. One, the title sequence of Guardians, that five minutes, you know, electric light orchestra song, whatnot, that sequence alone is better than the whole of Justice League. <laughs> well, Guardians is a high bar, sir. <laughs> yeah. Very high bar. Two, yeah. I cannot watch that movie completely in public. Why? Because I, I ball like uh, the there's, ending. There's some good stuff in there, man. The, that ending. Oh, man. I know. The, I know. The cat, that song, and just... Mary the, Poppins, y'all. Oh, man. He may have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy. 
best funeral since Spock? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, kinda? Oh, wow. I think... <laughs> I broke you. I think maybe yes. I think it beats out Donnie from The Big Lebowski. <laughs> Donnie's is pretty good, Donnie's. but I wasn't crying during it. No, no, no. I I cry both those scenes, the Spock and, and oh, man. Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm going to think about that, but my... Just put that out there. Is it better than the Spock scene? Oh, I oh yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a tough guy, but when Shatner breaks, so do I. Yeah, and he's remember, a jerk. Remember last year, Hallmark made an ornament of the death of Spock for Christmas. <laughs> it's so festive. It was so morbid. Oh man! Uh, All right, so Punisher episode two. They got some great stuff out this year for those Hallmark ornaments. Got to make that make that Christmas money. Get a get Ripley in the the big machine thing. I'd buy that. They got some Nintendo ones out too. I'd buy those two for a dollar or more. <laughs> it's, all right. Punisher episode two, two dead men. Alrighty then. Now these, this episode and the next two are going to be kind of slog. <laughs> the thing is, I watch watching it for a second time. It's not as, it's not as bad. It's just, it's just very plot heavy when I want things to kind of get rolling. Yeah. Right? So it's just, it's expectation versus what's being delivered. You know what she did in the first 10 minutes of the first episode? We want more of that. I need more of that. And we're not really getting that. So what we get in this episode, though, is more is, is plot stuff. We're, we're, yep. we're going to get Frank and Micro together. And, and Yeah. Micro and... We get a nice throwback to Daredevil with the diner. I was going to say, Frank loves diners, apparently. Yeah, well, it's the same diner from Daredevil. Oh, is it? Yeah. You think they would know him in there by now? Well, there this was This guy no, killed four people in here. There was no... Well, he still... We have hipster Frank in this. Yeah, I. you know, the beard... I don't think beard you know, automatically equals hipster. I've it's learned, all about context. I've learned something in my foray into finely developed facial hair. Go on. Is that if you grow a beard, you're a hipster. If you grow a mustache, you're a porn star. That's just what people say. I, I see. They. I think it, it's all. And you just it, gotta stop caring. It's and, all about context. Like I don't think he looks like a hipster. He has a beard, but he's dressed like a you know. Yeah, he's dressed borderline hobo. Borderline hobo. Yeah, with hipsters, you're usually very uh, lumberjacky. Yeah, and he's not there. No. So I don't get it. But okay, we'll we'll go with it because the writing says we have to. Yeah. Um. Although when he does says he think he's gonna go full man bun. That's yeah. I'd like to see that actually. <laughs> For the character, or just John Bernthal. Why not both? <laughs> <laughs> why not both feudal japan frank i mean sure let's go um so we get some flashback stuff here yep. and uh you know family time with frank we see that uh we see his kind of shortcomings as a dad at times when the soldier kind of leaks through well his kid does kind of here's a question kids being typical kid which they can sometimes be very jerky and not understand what they're saying well, we're dropping slurs, and Frank kind of justifiably goes like, all right, yo, yeah, enough of this. but, 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 my question for you, 
when when he says that dad goes over to Afghanistan or to kill uh what he uh, says uh, what he says um he says it very gleefully like dad goes because he likes to go kill lots of them right yeah and Frank gets mad now is he getting mad because it's kind of you know obviously as a father you should not encourage that kind of language in your son and you should not you know let on that yes I like to kill people but does Frank Jr. whatever they call him now in the show is he is that is that a tell is that a tell and is Frank's overreaction kind of a re- uh, uh, oh god they like is it is he in denial because his kid kind of outed him I I think it's he all fathers want better for their sons okay all fathers want better for their children regardless of their sons or daughters and I think in that moment at least the way I interpret it is that he didn't want his son to have that glorified view of what he does. Okay. He didn't want his son to see him as a superhero. Okay. And so that like, there are certain, like you don't tell your kids everything about yourself from the moment they can understand it. Okay. Because some things they don't benefit from knowing. There's like, sometimes, you know, we make mistakes and things we've done in life and, they may have repercussions or whatnot. They may be small mistakes. They may be big mistakes. And there's a time and a place for kids to learn those about their parents. And as the parent, you kind of have to judge what and when that gets disclosed. Right. Like I, I, I learned some stuff about my father that after he passed away, that, you know, where I was in my life, where I learned it from, it was very easy for me to forgive him of it. Hmm. But had I learned it earlier in life, may have radically altered our relationship. All right. You see what I'm kind of saying there? Yeah, I can't get at you. So, yeah. But I do wonder if he feels a twinge of, oh, that hits home. Yeah, there's probably that too. And there's also, like, soldiers have respect for one another, mm-hmm. even across battlefields. Uh, Yeah, generally speaking, so sure. So there might be an aspect of he does not want his son to minimize the okay. enemy. Fair enough. Um, We get another flashback later that also kind of underscores maybe some inner... Trauma, inner mm, trauma's wrong word. Obviously, he's got trauma. Yeah, but some inner conflict. Um, when he's laying in bed and he's getting that the flashback of Maria kind of waking him up or whatever. Yep. This time, someone in a mask walks in and shoots her in the head. Yeah, and it's very clearly him. It's him. Yeah. Hmm. Because we see they don't show it in this episode, but we see in later episodes that he was the guy who right. pulled the trigger of the in the interrogation. Right. And now. On one level, it's thematic to this episode because yeah. that the, that video shows up in this episode, and we find out that uh, uh, what's her name, Milani, Madani, Madani. I'm sorry, yeah. she has seen the video. Yes. Frank has a copy of it on the micro disc that Micro gave him, and he's not too keen on watching it because he kind of throws the laptop aside when he does see it. Yeah. So he knows that. what it is, like right off the bat. Right. So. When he has that vision of that guy, which we know is him, 
is he reacting because it's, you know, that scene and that video and it's on his mind? Or I'm going to go a little heavier into the meta here and it's like Frank's marine life overtook his family life and he, for lack of a better term, chose it over his family and they're dead now because of it. I agree with most of that. I don't think he necessarily, Airframe quotes, chose it over his family as much as that is what he became and that's what he was when he came home. Okay. And like all soldiers have to go through that reacclimation process. Okay. And obviously Frank's, that process was not complete for Frank when what happened to his family happened. So yeah, that's the only kind of different perspective I would take on it. I, I don't disagree, and especially in the context of the show, because he chastises Micro later on for putting his family in danger for what yeah. he was doing, which was leaking. He was an NSA, well, he was a NSA analyst who was leaking information to the press. He's kind of like Snowden or something like that. Yeah. Um, and Which Frank, is a, a really cool interpretation it is. of the character. It is, actually. Still wish he was fat, but I like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he, he gives him a hard time about that, and, and so I, I, I agree. The only reason I bring that up is I was having a discussion with a friend this week about Bourne. The, the Punisher, Jason Bourne? No, the Punisher oh, miniseries okay. of about his fourth tour in Vietnam. Okay. Uh, by... Um, Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. And Bourne is fantastic. But there is the way of... Did you read Bourne? No. Okay. It's great. The whole Ennis Punisher run is like... Again, it's why I'm here, folks, okay? It's why I'm really passionate about this stuff. It's amazing. But in that run... I'm bringing it up now because it just... You know, we're talking about the Punisher. The way it resolves itself... There's this inner voice that Frank hears, and it's unclear who it is. And you can read it as like death, or you know, the devil, or the Punisher inside Frank's head talking to him. It's un- it's unclear. Yeah, but the way it's the way it's worded in this part, and and then there's a very clear panel. Uh, it implies sort of that it tells him basically, Frank, you, I can make the war last forever. I can make, you know, I can, we, we can wage war forever and I can make that happen. Just t- just say the word and I can make it happen. There'll be a price, but I can make it happen. And Frank, it's, you know, it's, it's a very intense scene. He's, in, he's yeah. like basically being completely overwhelmed by, uh, Viet Cong soldiers and this is going on in his head yep. and then he snaps and kills them all. So, the panel I'm talking about, he says, well, Frank, remember when I said there'd be a price? And you turn the page, and that, that, that's the caption on the page, I said there'd be a price. It's his family surrounded in silhouette by the Punisher's skull. Mm. So kind of like the chalk outline, but the chalk outline's the Punisher's skull? It's, the, it's, it's like, the, it's like the, his family's framed in the skull, basically. Yeah. With that quote. And Frank tells his wife, hold on tight, and like she, he hug he you know he hugs her and he tells her that and the look on his face the way it's drawn is very knowing and it's always i don't want to say bugged me well yeah i guess it's kind of like it's it's twisted me up 
It's, it's, it's the introducing it, the concept that Frank chose what happened to his family. Right. Even yeah. though it's still a senseless act of violence that took them, right? He didn't do anything to make it happen. He had no knowledge that it was going to happen. But that reading of that, it it really implies that somehow, some way, he knows and he does nothing. Or he's complicit in it happening. Even though he takes no action to yeah. do it. And it really, you know, it's one thing for that senseless act of violence that happened to him to be the trigger or the justification for his mission where he just decides, that's it, I'm just going to do this from now on. Yeah. It's very different if he knows on some level that it's going to happen and he's okay with it. Or... Okay, well, maybe maybe okay with this the wrong word, but but I mean, no, I get I get it. it yeah. And that, this is twi- this this has twisted me up about pu- the Punisher and about Born for a long time, and I'm just curious if there's sort of shades of that happening in this show. Have you ever read the? It was a one shot Batman story called Ego. No, it was done by Darwin Cook and Paul Dini. That's a great team. Yeah, basically the story starts out that. Batman is chasing after somebody who was part of a Joker scheme. Okay. Joker's already been caught and and this guy was kind of like think of think of the animated series episode Joker's Favor. Mhm. Think of the guy that like Joker kind of shoehorned into helping him. Sure. Think along those lines. So this guy makes it to like Gotham Bridge or something and is getting ready to jump. He knows that Joker's already been caught, but he's afraid of what the Joker's going to do to his family, so he kills them before the Joker can. Whoa. And then, like, he stat- like he stabs Batman before he jumps off the bridge and whatnot. So Batman goes back to the cave, and it's, like, it's fairly early in his career, and he's kind of at a breaking point, and he kind of falls asleep on the computer and then the whole thing is he has a conversation with Bruce Wayne has a con is has a conversation with the Batman persona. Okay. And it's always like the Batman persona is very like dark and aggressive. This is Batman stripped of Bruce Wayne's code. Okay. More or less. And he's telling Bruce, he's like, I've always been there in one form or another and they show like bruce holding an action figure of zorro (laughs) okay and it's just like the persona says to bruce he's like we have to kill the joker we have to and to he proposes to bruce that bruce enter into a psychosis to where he essentially becomes Two-Face. Mm. He's Bruce Wayne by day, but then the Batman takes over. takes over at night and can do whatever he wants. Okay. It's really good. Mm. Um, I'll let you borrow it. It's a quick read. It's not okay. long at all. It's fantastic. And it's, it's a great answer to... All the people who say the Batman should kill the Joker, which okay. I've never agreed with. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'll let you borrow that. It's, it's so good. I mean, it's Paul Dini writing and 
Darwin Cook. So tying into Frank here, how does that? Well, it's just kind of like what you were talking about with Bourne. It's kind of like that same. Well, it's very vague in Bourne. That's a thing. Yeah. We don't know. It, and that's where it gets dicey. And then, Fra- again, Frank's reaction in Bourne, it, it, it really reads knowing. It, re- it reads yeah. like very knowingly. So I'm just wondering if the show is going to maybe shine some light on that or keep it fairly, you know, traditional to keep Frank, to give Frank some sympathy. Because I'll tell you, uh, having that panel has, it, it, it's made my whole view on the character problematic. You're going to have to show it to me after the show. I will. Quick access. To I it. will. Um, what do you think of, of Karen being brought into this show? It makes sense. They were close in the in Daredevil. It does make sense, but I'm really nervous, Drew. I'm not going to lie to you. Go, go on. I'm really nervous they're going to turn this into a will they, won't they thing. <laughs> um, I didn't... I, uh, the red flag went up a little bit for me, but given she only has eyes for Matt to me, so... But Matt's dead at this point. But he'll be back. We don't know he how better. long he's been dead. He gets better. We know that, but she doesn't. I know. I, I'm i not too concerned. I think Frank has more of a uh, paternal kind of thing with her. That's just my read on it. I don't know why. I'm just, I'm worried. That's all I'm saying is I'm worried. Totally justified, man. I, I, I was I was happy to see our favorite, not J. Jonah Jameson, um, Allison. Allison's back. Making an appearance. He also, he has really good memory, doesn't he? Yeah. And she drops this weird micro thing on him and he just pulls that out of his, he, he just knows. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. when a high up in the CIA kind of comes to you and tells you, asking you not to run a story, that probably sticks in your craw a bit. Fair enough. Fair enough. So was it just me or Karen's got a big office for just being a reporter? Well, didn't she take Yurik's old office? Didn't yeah. Allison kind of give it to her because. Yeah. Yeah. Still. Hey, I, I don't know what a reporter's office looks okay. like, to be fair. So It's just something that kind of, kind of stuck out to me. He could be showing her some favor. Yeah. So uh, and Millennials, f- they want their offices, their <laughs> cell phones, and their you know cappuccino machines. Frank uh, pays a visit to Carson, the C. Tom Sowell character. Oh, does he? Yes. Oh, does he? Oh, and- yeah. Well, great you're, you're, fight scene. There's a lot going on here, so that's well, he, we, jump, we jump around, we jump like around here. Too. So he does do that, and uh, I have to say, he could have fared better in the fight, in the struggle. <laughs> I think they established that you know Carson got to where he is the hard way. Okay, fair enough. Car- Carson is first and foremost, like they established early in the episode when he's talking to Madani. He's like, I was. I was okay with being first through the door. It it takes a yeah yeah that's, special kind of that's fair. Yeah, um, I will say this: Frank better be very, 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 very confident that this guy is the guy he thinks he is, or guilty of something. Because do, do you think Frank cares if he isn't? <laughs> he, Frank does have something of a code. And here he's got this guy tied up, and he's trying to get information out of him. Puts one in his leg. He puts one in his leg. He shoots him in the leg. Like, dude, you better really hope this guy tells you something at this point. Otherwise, yeah. you know, you, you've kind of crossed some lines here. Then again, he's the Punisher. So, yeah. But still, 
he better he, he yeah he, i hope he he's got confidence in, in his ability to detect guilt i guess because yeah. wow he gets free but he doesn't fare for, for, for long no frank does outsmart him just he has you. something of a hans gruber moment yeah no bullets just you mean the truth now yeah crack that was it but the guy does confess that basically they knew frank was on to them and they were going to kill his family to keep him quiet yeah or himself or him as well Well, no it wasn't to keep him quiet like frank was supposed to get killed there too he was yes yeah the family was killed too so that like it would just look like a total a drug bust gone wrong right right yeah right so now frank knows this and he offs him and the the web gets a little bigger though because there's still other players involved yep and related is, to that web is Anvil from the comics. I don't recall. Not okay. not in the Max from that I know. But you know who all is in the comics, Carl? Who's that? Billy Russo. Who's Billy Russo in the comics? Well, he's not Frank's old platoon buddy, <laughs> and he doesn't run a paramilitary outfit that does outfit, uh, black ops in Kandahar in Afghanistan and whatnot. What does he do? He's a mafioso. As you yawn. And Frank kind of mangles his face, and he's Jigsaw. Jigsaw! He's the closest thing the Punisher has to an arch nemesis. I have two points of reference for Jigsaw. Okay. The first one being the Marvel Series 1 trading cards. Yes. The second one being Punisher Warzone. And you have told me that Punisher Warzone is not a good... No point of reference for the character. Mostly because of the performance. Yes. <laughs> Very camp. Oh, camp. Might as well be a Batman 66 villain. Batman and Robin, even, if you want to go there. Okay. He's he's okay. iced to see you away from us. <laughs> what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! It, it's that bad. To chop her. It's that bad. But Jigsaw is the closest thing Frank has to an arch nemesis, basically. Okay. Um... So seeing him here as not that is certainly interesting. When you when you saw this for the first time, we're just kind of like, wait, what, 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 what? Wait, yeah, no, stop. Well, what are you doing? Hang on. Here's the thing. I like it's kind of a resign. I I had a point of resignation, and I don't know at what point it was either in the first episode or maybe somewhere in this episode where it was just like, well, they're clearly taking liberties. So let's see where it goes. The character of Billy Russo, to be fair, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not a sacred It's not like we're, yeah, it's not like we're messing with the Joker. No, not even close. So if you want to, you know, spin this a different way, I'm I'm open to it. Let's see what you got. So long as at some point his face gets mangled, okay? That's kind of part and parcel. (laughs) So he's kind of putting the Mac on Madani. They're built, they got a little blossoming thing going on over there. Now, Frank's doing a little recon on Micro. Yes. So he gets the information from, does he get it from? He gets it from Thomas Karen. Howell? No, he gets it from Karen. Gets it from Karen, right. Yeah. And he goes and pays his family a visit. Yep. This part kind of irked me. Here's why. Why's that? Well, one, first thing, one thing I did like. When he does the little subterfuge, oh, crap, you hit me with your car move in the driveway? Yeah. 
that's stupid. I don't like. I'll tell you why I don't like this whole set. Yeah. But what I, but the wrestling fan in me loves <laughs> a razor blade. He does a blade job. <laughs> Smart. Frank 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 probably watches wrestling. Anyway, I like that. That made me smile. Okay, here's why I don't like this whole like Frank doing recon in the bad guy's family routine. Because it reminds me of the Punisher movie with Thomas Jane when he carries around a fake fire hydrant to screw with the wife at the movies. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come yeah. on, man. Like this big elaborate plan. Yeah. No, that's not Frank. Frank's like, bang. To be fair, though, this is a little... He doesn't know where Micro is. Yeah. He doesn't know... Necess- doesn't, doesn't necessarily know who he is. Right. He's so got a name. This is legit reconnaissance. Yeah. Whereas in the, the Punisher movie with Thomas Jane, it was more like prankster frank which is just kind of silly but anyway that movie had a lot of problems um but it did have roy scheider which made jay happy yeah and i i always like when john travolta plays a villain he makes a good villain (laughs) good good for you i i like you (laughs) i liked there there were a couple really nice uh punisher executions in in that movie the uh, the grenade and dumbwaiter, I always kind of tickled me. Okay, making the sun hold out the the landmine and putting the the pin on the string, like outstretched arm extended, like twenty pounds. Yeah, yeah. Here's why I like that. Not so much because of the way he did it. Well, it was clever the way he did it. But when he goes outside and. Uh, like, Travolta's like, "You killed my son." Then you hear an explosion, boom. and he goes, "Both, Both of us." <laughs> It's so savage. It's terrible, but it's great. Jane, Jane would have made a good Punisher. He was a good Punisher in a bad movie. Sure. I'll, I'll, you know what's funny about this? Pun- a Punisher movie does not need a Thanksgiving scene. No. Um, Especially one with Diesel in a god-awful blonde Kevin Nash Sailor was so mis- miscast for that. That should have been like... I mean, put him in there, sure, but don't make him look like the, what you did. He looked like off the page, man. That's the that's the Russian. Okay. I, I was smiling. It was fun. K- kind of. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I, okay. To be fair, though, I'm a huge mark for Welcome Back Frank, and the Russian is in it, and he's hilarious, and that fight is basically verbatim. So okay. I can't... Yeah. I'm trying to think, did Kevin Nash hit him with a toilet? I think he did. Think they he took did. that from the comic. <laughs> he hits him with the toilet. <laughs> I got a big big props to that. Okay. Although they didn't kill him the same way. So he throws him down the stairs, right? In the Punisher movie. After he throws like boiling water in his face. Something, or something? like that. Yeah. In 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 the uh uh <laughs> in the comic, um, which was more of a black comedy. He, I think, yeah, he might throw boiling water in his face because I, or something like that. And then you know, uh, John Panette, the comedian, the fat guy in the building. Yes, he was fatter in the comic, and the Punisher grabs him and throws him on top of the Russian and suffocates him with the fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty messed up and awesome at, and at the same one, time. So at one point, Frank goes like. Can you feel him breathing? Or can you, can, do you feel anything under there? And he goes like, no, sir. And he goes, we'll give it a couple more minutes. <laughs> Jeez. It's brutal, man. It's hilarious. Anyway, uh, moving on. So where were we? Oh, the yeah, this yeah. whole family reconnaissance. It makes sense. I get it. 
But once again, like you had reservations with Karen. Here I am, like going, like yeah, we setting up a little angle with with, with the man and, and and dude's family here. What you gonna yeah. do? And, and Micro's watching. Like you gonna yeah. you gonna be like looking at the camera, like look what I can do. <laughs> look what I'm downloading. Yeah. So you know, the, yeah, this whole little angle, I can, I, I don't know if I like, and and actually, it it goes for another couple episodes, and it's like, yeah, I. I yeah. What are you budding up the dude's family for? I, I don't know. So, and then the episode kind of ends with uh, Frank calling Micro, get making him go on a wild goose chase. Well, by by going to his family, he has leverage now on Micro because yeah. he knows Micro's watching him, and he knows that Micro saw him go to his family, and now he's like, "See, I'm Frank. I do stuff. You're messing with the wrong guy here. Here's how things are going to go now." And Frank gets the one up on him, sends him on a wild goose chase. Curtis Curtis lends a hand. Yep. Surprise! I'm in your trunk. Now I'm in your base, and you're unconscious. You're unconscious. So, if Micro has a beer, would it be a micro brew? You. you. <laughs> it's bad. I know it's bad, but it just popped into my head. Like, well, we clearly, I have to. We just lost subscribers because. Of that. <laughs> All right, that's episode two, man. Yep. Um, the show... It picks it, up, folks. It's not as bad... Upon second viewing, not as bad as okay. first viewing. And it does pick up from here. I think you are going to get more out of the show ultimately than I am, mainly because of your experience with the comics. Okay. You've pretty much read everything of The Punisher that's come out since... In the last... 15 to 17 years yes which is where all this is kind of being drawn from sort of this afghanistan this is all new uh the punisher that i know and love was vietnam and it's it's very dated and not dated but it's just you know the ennis version that i really am fond of uh aged in real time and it it, he's told a lot of stories about him in war and in a lot it's yeah but i still have a very tight affinity for the character so um, seeing this interpretation of him, I'm. I have to accept it because you know it just is what it is. You, yeah. you have to update with the times. Um, but again, I'm like six episodes in now, and now that I'm seeing the plot unfold and seeing the way things are going, this is very much in the vein of something that Garth Ennis would have done, and I'm okay with it now. Okay, now that it's especially now that the show is picking up, and yeah. it's like okay. Now we're getting to an arsenal, and we're seeing Frank's tactical mind at work, and things are. Ha- and then, by the way, finally, you know, a few episodes from now, he kills a bunch of people, and you know, not that I need that, but it's a Punisher show; it's, it's kind yeah, of part of the gig. So, need some bang bang, yeah. So we're we're getting to that, and I'm I'm a little more into it now. Alrighty, so folks, yes, um, next week no Punisher episode because we'll be doing Star Wars. Uh, oh yeah big uh big old review there so if you would like to send in some questions comments communicate with the show find us on social media you can do so at the following locations you can find us on twitter at devils do pod you can go to facebook.com slash devils do pod you can email us at the devils do pod at gmail.com or you can find all these resources available to you on our website the devils do podcast.com drew 
Any last thoughts before we bring the gavel down on another episode? Um, no, sir. I'm um, I'm good to go here. Just I, if you if you thought we were harsh on the first episode, let us know. But um, I've kind of come around on the show a little bit, and I'm uh, looking forward to keeping it rolling. Alrighty. Folks, thank you again for joining us. We would definitely appreciate uh, sharing or retweeting new episode announcements. And we will talk to you again next week. Until then, court is adjourned.